Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're talking week four NFL football. Oh, it was a crazy week heading into this thing with all the COVID-related stuff going on. But hey, we had some football today. So let's just jump into this, Jeff. We'll start off. First game on our list is actually going to be Bengals-Jacksonville. Bengals win 33-25, first win for Joe Burrow. Burrow threw uh, 300 yards, got a touchdown there. Solid, you know, solid game for the rookie. But I guess the story of Cincinnati is Joe Mixon here. Uh, 25 carries, 151 yards, two touchdowns on the ground, caught six for 30 yards and a touchdown. And I feel sorry for everybody that gave up on him because, I mean, I heard many stories of people not starting him this week. Um, and that's, that hurt. That sucks. That's why you just, I mean, three weeks. Yeah. He was bad for three weeks, but we talked about this just what right after week two that we weren't done with Nixon yet. He had a slow start last year too. It, he's a, he's a talented enough player that it's going to turn around and it did in a big way today. So, yeah. I mean, and you pushed him harder than I even did. And so I have to ask, same way with like Justin Jefferson, how you asked me Mm -hmm. last week, Mm -hmm. like how validated do you feel? It was great. (laughs) What is your feel about him moving forward though? Because it like, not only did he bust out of a rut, but it was like, you know, a monster game. So, I mean, what, what are you expecting moving forward with this guy? Because right now, I mean, if you bought low, you're a genius. But now yep. you can't buy low. So what are you feeling for everyone else that kind of uh, is lagging behind? I just I think he's going to be not okay. Not this kind of game good every single time. That's just not going to happen because that's just too good. Oh, sorry, I'm distracted. Lakers just tied the game up in the fourth. So, <laughs> um, yeah, he's not going to be this good. But he's he was too good. He's just too good of a player to be as bad as he was for the first three games. That's just not who he is. And I, you know. It's, it was going to take a little bit of time for this offense to start figuring itself out. And Burrow's been good enough where I knew it was going to – teams were going to have to respect him and in turn it was just going to make, maybe open stuff up for Mixon. And it finally did. You can't just get away with just, you know, stopping the run here and letting Burrow throw the ball around because he's good enough already to, you know, get some stuff done. So I feel, I feel really good about it where, you know, it's going to be respectable numbers now, at least, at least back-end RB1 numbers for the wor- worst case. Not like – I think he came in – around like running back 38 or something crazy like that, which was just not what he was going to do. His slow start, maybe this is just mixing this thing. Slow starts and then he gets going. So I, I feel really good about it. I'm, I'm feeling good. So well, I guess rest of Cincinnati, Boyd, seven catches, 90 yards. Higgins, another solid four for 77 there. And A.J. Green gets one for three. So not, Yeah, I'm still at five. <laughs> Five targets. Um, that that is the weird one, right? And I won't even yeah. say weird. That is, what are you gonna do mm-hmm. with AJ Green, T Higgins, kind of coming up, Boyd just being, you know, being Boyd being solid, I guess. W- what are you feeling? How is that gonna shake out with Joe Burrow doing as well as he is, but still not getting a lot of touchdowns quite yet as as a you know as a well, rookie with. Like with AJ Green there, I felt like the opportunity was there in those first couple of weeks. He just wasn't putting it together. And I mean, I guess there were still, you said five targets. There's still some opportunity, but Higgins is definitely becoming useful. And I mean, Joe Burrow's never had a good AJ Green to throw the ball to, it feels like yet. I mean, he's played four games with AJ Green and the connection isn't there. It hasn't been there yet. And 
this is a hard one for me. I mean, AJ Green took a whole year off of football, basically, you know, not, you know, from injuries, which weren't even, didn't seem like that major, but enough to put him up for the year. They, they end up doing that. And it's just not happening yet. I know we're going to see some big AJ Green games, right? It's not, he's not done, but I think that first big AJ Green game does happen when he's on somebody's bench or even on a waiver wire. Honestly, it's becoming to that point where people, if you want to drop AJ Green, I, I can't fault you. I really can't. I would try to shop him and see if anybody would give you anything for him, which who would trade for AJ Green right now? I mean, it's going to be hard to. So, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I don't like it for him. Higgins, though, on the other hand, I think Higgins is on, on you know, two couple solid games in a row. I like the way he's trending. And then Boyd, Boyd's just going to be solid, it looks like. He's just become solid, and he's maybe their number one right now, which is, hey, interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm in in the mindset right now, and who knows what they're gonna do because, you know, Cincinnati has looked pretty decent. Burrow looks like the real deal. Obviously, they're a young team. Uh, you know, with T. Higgins, Boyd is still relatively young. Joe Mixon is pretty young. Um, you do start wondering if you will hear rumors or murmurs about AJ Green getting shopped to a team that could use him a little more. Um, yeah. it could get something for him. So I do wonder about that as well. And obviously that is all speculation, yeah. but I do wonder if his value will find its way more in the rumor mill or, or if he gets yeah. shopped, but he, he has that, he has that feel, doesn't he? Of that type of player he that, does, get, yeah. that gets that gets moved there. So um, Jacksonville side of things though, how about Minshew bounced back from his poor game last week with 351 yards, two touchdowns. I think it helped having DJ Chark out there eight for 95, two touchdowns for Chark. He looked good. That's more of the DJ Chark we expected right there. Probably the first time I feel like we've seen that this year. So he was hurt and what didn't play like that before, but solid, solid game from him. James Robinson, 17 carries, the 75 yards, 32 through the air. So another 100-plus yards total for that one. So Robinson continues, even on, I guess, a down week for him. He's solid. Can't um, – he's a good flex player right now. Very good flex. Because if you got him, he's most likely your flex. And that, I feel great about that. Then um, LaVisca Chenault continues to be involved here. He got a carry again. He's still, he gets at least a carry a game. And then he caught five balls for 86 yards and it was what, six targets. Chenault is a part of this offense. That is for sure. Yeah, without doubt. I, I would like him. He is an, he's an interesting weapon. Do I trust him week in, week out? No, but like you said, they try to get him the ball. And if you're looking at this roster right now, besides for James Robinson, who – you know, just, you know, being the running back there, that is how they use him. But behind DJ Chark, Chanel is number two now. I mean, clearly. Yep. Keelan Cole is still involved. You know, Chris Connolly, James Rod. They throw it to other people as well. But DJ Chark, by far, number one. And then number two is, you know, Chanel. And they are trying to use him in all aspects of the game because they know he's a, a good athlete. So he's an interesting guy to have. And he will rise and fall with, um, pretty much with Minshew, like how yep. well Jacksonville is doing. So um, he's, he's going to be a, a hit or miss, but he's a very interesting guy to have on your, on your team. Then uh, how about Browns Cowboys here? Browns win 49-38. They almost wanted to give this game away there at the end. Uh, Cowboys had a big comeback, but Browns, now they're 3-1 and one on the year. And the, the, I guess the story in this one, I mean, there's a couple stories. Nick Chubb goes down with an injury, which of course is no good. So Chubb gets the injury, but then – Odell Beckham showed up to play. 
Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is the broken record part of the show where we're like, and this is why you don't give up on good talent. But, Even um, here's another one people asked us about, and we said, hey, he's just too good. I'm going to keep playing him until I find out one way or another. And if, you know, if whatever reason you had him on the bench, yeah. ouch. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it could be him and Mixon both. I mean, they, the beautiful thing about this is they did not put it all on Mayfield's shoulders saying, hey, mm-hmm. like you go out there, you win the game. It is your job to get, uh, you know, Odell the ball. Instead, they were like, okay, well, let's take a little pressure off of him. How can we get him more involved? Let's throw him, you know, a reverse. Let's do a trick play. Let's have Landry throw one to him. And everything worked. I mean, he looked like Odell of old. It was yep. a beautiful thing. I love watching that guy play. That that reverse where he just, yeah. you know, it looks like he's going out of bounds and he's just like, screw it. And he just cuts and just outruns everyone. I was like, that is what he used to do in New York all the time. If they continue to use him like this, which is, you know, it's difficult. You can't throw a reverse to him every game <laughs> or, you know, whatever it may be. But if they figure out how to use him correctly, like they did this game, uh, they are going to have a lot of success and Odell is, will be back. But yep. he will be, he'll still be up and down because that is, that is this team. And we'll see what happens with uh, Nick Chubb as well because that uh, if you only have one go-to back, if you only have Kareem Hunt for a but, while. But that's but they didn't use it that way. That's the thing, though. So it's not Kareem Hunt because Dearness well, Johnson. Johnson, yeah. Well, I, I okay. Some of that is how much – they were up by a lot, right? Yeah, and I don't – So not how they would do it yeah, next game. Yeah. If, yeah, they were up by quite a bit there. So I think it could be skewed a little bit. Um, that that's not going to be as you know as many carries as Johnson's going to get, but he looked good. He actually looked good. <laughs> no, like, you know, going to muddy the waters like yeah. crazy. I think that you know they've had success with using Hunt and Chubb. Why wouldn't they use Hunt and Johnson if Johnson's going to play like that? So that's an interesting one. Hunt's obviously going to be the, the the main back, but Johnson's not going to just not play. That guy's going to be involved for sure. And you know, solid. I remember him from the XFL actually. So good <laughs> good player there. Uh, Cowboys side of things. I mean, hey, if they just want to go behind every week so Dak can just th- throw the ball around, this is yeah. going to be ridiculous. Can they play a little bit of defense? This is getting like, hey. like hard to watch. Like, yeah, I love seeing all the production, but it's like, dude, you're never going to win. You're not like, yeah. what? What? It, what are you guys? What is the game plan? What are you guys watching in the in the room? Like, what tape are you watching of, of teams? I mean, Dak, five hundred and two yards, four touchdowns. He, he threw it fifty-eight times, and he was great doing it. Like he yeah. really was. He was great. But I mean, you're you can't give up fifty points and mm-hmm. expect to win. And every every player on this team did well. Um, the only one, and even I, I feel like Zeke didn't have a great game, but he still got it done yardage wise. He had one hundred twenty-five total there, and but he'd also, I believe. Um, lost well, he, lo- yeah, and then he lost the goal line uh, touchdown to Tony Pollard, which yeah. sucked. So that was um, disappointing for Zeke owners. Mari Cooper had a big game, 12 for 134 and a touchdown. CeeDee Lamb's looking pretty good, 5 for 79, two touchdowns. Then Dalton Schultz is becoming a tight end option there, 4 for 72 mm-hmm. and a touchdown. So, I mean, I don't think this, this they can't do this every week. So we'll see what happens. No, I guess the only other question we have to yeah. talk about is, you know, CD Lamb obviously has arrived for the most part. They had 500 yards. Michael Gallup was not heavily, you know, spotlighted in this game. What are you feeling about that? Because, you know, people were kind of looking at it more of a, you know, one, two, where Michael Gallup is the number two, CD Lamb is, you know, blah, 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 blah. So where do you land with him? He was targeted five times. He only had two catches for 29 yards. But, you know, on the other hand, CD Lamb, 
was targeted seven times, caught five for 79 with two touchdowns. Amari Cooper was targeted 16 times. Yeah. So obviously he is number one. We, everyone knew that. But how do you feel about Michael Gallup? I'm still okay. I'm fine with him because I think he's going to have some really big weeks. It's just going to change week to week. It's, they, have, they have a lot of good receivers. So some weeks it's going to be Gallup week, and other weeks it's going to go the other way. It's going to go to CeeDee Lamb. I think that's just one of those weeks. So I wouldn't – he's still like a wide receiver type three option, I think. You know, he's still around there where you can, you can use him. Um, just that you just know these weeks could happen, right? It, it, it's possible. So, Will C.D. Lamb be ranked ahead of him pretty much from here on out for you? Probably. They'll probably be similar range, but I can see C.D. Lamb being ahead of him. So, uh, here we go. Saints, Lions. Lions jumped out to the 14 nothing lead and then became the Lions again and just absolutely blew it. And they uh, – uh, Matt Patricia's probably not going to have a job very much longer. They can't, they can't lose, lose leads like this. Saints, uh, Breeze, 246, two touchdowns. Um, Manuel Sanders caught six for 93. Traquan Smith had four for 54 and two touchdowns, but Alvin Kamara gets it done again on the ground with 83 yards and a touchdown 36 through the air. Does this, does this thing. And that wasn't even, that was just a normal game for him. That wasn't anything crazy. So eh, they, maybe they get Michael Thomas back next week and see how that changes things for him. Lion side of things. I mean, Stafford has just been, he threw three touchdowns, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not, he's, he's fine. Right. This Lions need to play better than this. Galladay, four for 62 and a touchdown, but there's just not many. DeAndre Swift catches a touchdown, but he's not getting enough carries. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't like this Lions offense right now. No, me either. I mean, Galladay is the only one that is worth having at the moment. AP, <laughs> because I'm so decimated, I did have to start him in one. I got the touchdown to matter. I'm not hoping to play him. Uh, Matthew Stafford, he's a fine streaming quarterback, but as of you mentioned, like, if – it, it, okay, here, here's the difference. Like <laughs> Stafford compared to, we'll even say a Dak or a, um, I'm trying to think of a, a worse team, but pretty much Stafford is on a team that uh, is bad, but doesn't get blown out. Right. So, yeah. so he's not just flinging the ball all around and saying, okay, I have to catch up. I have to catch up. Like a Fitzpatrick or something like that. That's a better, like, yeah. So it is going to hurt his production. He got the three touchdowns, but he only had 200 yards about. Mm -hmm. I, I, even for him, and he is a very – I still believe he's a very good quarterback, and obviously he, he didn't do bad fantasy-wise. But he is going – he's kind of dropping because of the way that Detroit is playing and these games are playing out yep. uh, in my mind. Yep. Yeah, I'm just eh, – Lions. Same old Lions. Yeah, very true. Uh, Seahawks beat the Dolphins 31-23. Russell had another solid game, not as many touchdowns, but 360 yards, two touchdowns. Very, you know, just very good. DK Metcalf caught four of those for 106. Again, this is, he's not getting a lot of catches, but he's getting the yard. He's getting up around 100 yards almost every week. Yeah, um, and he almost, like, he almost got into the end zone again. Mm. He steps out at the one. Chris yep. <laughs> Carson takes that. He turns it into two touchdowns on the day. Yeah. I, uh, that was great because Craig had Metcalf and then he was playing the guy with Chris Carson. So yeah. that might've actually sealed your fate, but we'll find out. <laughs> Very well might lose just because of that. But Chris Carson got that touchdown. He had two on the day, 80, 80 yards on the ground after we thought he might not even be healthy for this one. And he, he came out under total yards, two touchdowns, solid game for him. Tyler Lockett kind of disappointed after the big game last week, two for 39, which Okay, I saw things like people were telling people to trade Julio Jones for Tyler Lockett after last week. This is no joke, like legitimately trying to say that. Like, 
Tyler Lockett's Tyler Lockett. He's going to have some big games, but this is Tyler Lockett too. He's not Julio. Julio's been hurt. I get it, but Tyler Lockett's going to throw a game like this together. And honestly, I don't think Tyler Lockett's the best receiver on his team. I still think DK's better. So, oh yeah, yeah, I'm on 100. <laughs> right. Uh, Dolphins. Fitzpatrick threw 315 yards, but no touchdowns and a two picks. He did rush for a touchdown. Devontae Parker, 10 for 110. Solid, solid showing for Devontae Parker. I like to see that. And other than that, though, there's not a lot going on. I mean, they spread the ball around to a lot of guys. Gasecki only had one catch for 15 yards. Miles Gaskin had 62 total yards. That's about it. Really, not much offense there. Like, you know, at least for fantasy wise. So, yeah, really wasn't much. It was Parker, basically, it was the only one that actually did much. I don't know what to expect every week for um, the Dolphins' offense. It's Gaskin, I know people have been picking him up because of all the usage he's had, but he's just not that good. I'll be honest. I don't think he's very good. He's, he's, he's fine. He's, he's just not – he's a very average football player. I'll say that. He's very average. Yeah. I, I, I still like to see Burita. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. you're preaching the choir. I would love to yep. see that too. And I think this is a misleading um, score at the end of the game too because a lot of the value that comes from Miami is the fact that usually they're behind and they have to throw and they yep. kind of throw caution to the wind so they can take shots down the field. This game was very, very close within one score going into the fourth. Yep. So because of that, you didn't really – I think that's why Fitzpatrick – doesn't actually have like a TD or whatever it may be. He did rush one, thank goodness. But like if you did start him in place of someone that is hurt or, you know, on COVID list or something. Um, so I, I do think that this is uh, – it was a strange game to watch because Seattle was, you know, very average for, for most of this game until the fourth. So it didn't really give Fitzpatrick or anyone here time to actually score. I yep. think that will change. I still don't think Miami is very good. But these are the, this is the problem with depending on that, you know, that type of offense or that type of team to produce in fantasy because all of a sudden you get into a close game and they change how they play. <laughs> you know, I mean, that will never really happen to Russell Wilson. Like, this is a bad game for him, and he still did very well. How about Tampa Bay versus the Chargers? Tampa wins 38-31. For a while there, it was looking like Chargers might actually pull that thing off. And Justin Herbert was going to outdo Brady, but then Brady – I mean, I, this is the best game ever by a guy who's like 43 years old. That's for sure, right? <laughs> 369 yeah. yards, five touchdowns. Wow. That's a – he showed he still has something left for sure. Evans had seven for 122 and a touchdown. He keeps getting banged up and getting hurt, but then he comes back and he's got a lot of touchdowns on the air. He looked real. I mean, he is a guy that you want on your team too because he really took it on himself to make sure that they were going to – like when they were struggling, they were throwing it deep to him. And yep. he was still hobbling around, but, you know, jumping over people and catching it. It was a great game for him. I am still shocked at how little they use Gronkowski. <laughs> that is, like, still my, always my wonder because O.J. Howard got a touchdown. He might be hurt, too, though. Yeah, it looks like he's out for the year, Achilles. So, you know, maybe maybe Gronk gets used a little more, but um, I don't know. And even the – I guess the only other person uh, that kind of shocked me in how well he did today was, uh, Roger, like, Ronald Jones. Yep. He, he looked like a good running back for once. I never really am on his side. I never thought he was all that, you know, that yeah. great coming in. I thought he got a little hyped, but they gave it to him 20 times today. And he, you know, he went over a hundred yards. He, he looked like he was very comfortable in this offense. So he is one of those guys that kind of intriguing moving forward, um, you know, on this team where it's not going to be 
the the primary focus by any means, right? And we still yep. have to find out what happens when when Godwin is involved in all that. All right, how about for the Chargers? Justin Herbert, solid game, 20 for 25, 290 yards, three touchdowns. So if I don't um, – I know they said that Tyrod Taylor was still their starter. You know, that was the whole narrative when this happened. If Tyrod Taylor is healthy and they actually put him in as a starter, they deserve to be fired that same day because yeah. – that would be just stupidity. Justin Herbert's the quarterback. He should be. Um, not, okay, so Austin Eckler injured, um, doesn't look good. And, I mean, Josh Kelly, though, I know there's been some Josh Kelly hype. and it was the, the problem is, though, he's been getting a lot of volume without much to show for it, I would say. And this one was still only nine carries, but turned it into seven. So can he be the guy? I'm not still sure. I think it's going to be a Josh Kelly, uh, Justin Jackson mix of, you know, next week. And I don't know if I trust either of them at all. I don't feel great about it if there's no Eckler. Um, through the air, Keenan Allen, eight for 62 off 12 targets. The targets are there again for Keenan Allen. He, he is by far the, the favorite, you know, target of yep. Justin Herbert. Yep. Um, that, was, that was the worry about Tyrod, right? They're very different players. Just, yep. you know, Justin Herbert has a very strong arm. He can move around, which we found out. But um, Keenan Allen has established himself as the guy. He's a very nice guy, especially in PPR to have. But after him, it is a completely open field. I mean, the next guy closest was three targets with uh, either Joshua Kelly or Hunter Henry. So, I mean, is there anyone else on that team? Obviously, you know, Eckler, that he's hurt right now. That would be a different story. But anyone else on that team that you're intrigued by um, moving forward? No, not really. Just no. Don't think so. Um, just like, you know, not really. I'm not going to go there. Keenan Allen is just going to have a big year if Herbert's his quarterback, though. That's the thing I'm excited about. They threw those touchdowns, big touchdowns there to Guyton, to Johnson, but those guys aren't going to probably do much. So how about uh, let's go Ravens and Washington. It was a relatively just easy win for, for Baltimore. It got Lamar back on track so people could, you know, stop with the Lamar stuff. He had only 193 of passing, but two touchdowns and – Seven carries, 53 yards, one being the 50-yard touchdown. That's what he does. Yeah, so. and he also, what, he played three quarters? Yeah. They put yeah. an RG3 at the end because they were just like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it was just a solid game from him. But and Mark Andrews gets two touchdowns. Other than, it, it, other than that, it's like a very typical game. Marquise Brown, four for 86. You never know what you're going to get 100% from him. He's going to have games like this and sometimes not do much for you. The ground game, though, Ingram gets a touchdown, but – I'm not using any of those guys. I'm not using Ingram. I'm not using Dobbins. I'm not using Edwards right now. It's too split. It's way too split. And you just don't know. I mean, they're not going to one guy. It's not happening. And Edwards, you thought Gus Edwards was going to take a real backseat to Ingram and Dobbins. And he has not at all. Um, he's definitely outplayed Dobbins. I was going to say he had more carries than either of them today. Yep. Nine, yep. You know, Ingram had eight. He did get the touchdown. And then Dobbins had five. Who knows, you know, because of the type of game this was, they jumped ahead quick and then they didn't look back. I mean, they're up 21 nothing or no, 21-10 at half. But there were no no worry about losing this game. Um, yep. I don't know. Like, Okay, so you're keeping them on the bench right now. Dobbins and, you know, and Ingram, like Gus Edwards is not really a name right now. No one really cares about him. But, like, as far as Ingram and Dobbins – what would you have to get in order to shop them? Because that is going to be a real question. Dobbins and Ingram are still names. People need running backs with all the injuries that have mm-hmm. occurred. 
how much would you be willing to take? Like what would be the bare minimum in order to shop them? Say they're not going to be in your starting lineup anyway. So I would just need a useful player that I'm going to put in my starting lineup. I don't know how good that player has to be. Honestly, I would take, if I could get a starter, I don't know what that is, a wide receiver three, let's say even. If I could get that, I'm probably trading those guys. I am at this point. I mean, Dobbins, I know, has a lot of potential, but I just don't know if it's going to play out this year. And Yeah, and that was, I mean, we didn't think it was going to be. He had that big week one, and everyone kind yeah. of speculated, and it was, it was very interesting to, you know, what if, what if. Um, but we did kind of think, hey, Ingram's going to have to take a back seat before, before he's going to be the guy. And let's be honest, their rushing hasn't been quite the way it was last year. I mean, yeah. it was great to see Lamar get, you know, break off that big run for the touchdown, and they didn't have to run anymore. But, um, hey, it's just not at the caliber it was last year, and that's okay <laughs> like, because yeah. it was uh, like, a, you know, it was like record-breaking last year. But um, it obviously does really hurt their stock and mm-hmm. to Craig's point and why he's willing to get rid of them. If you're going to split it between three guys and you're just having a good rush attack, that is not enough to feed all three of them. Yep. All right. For Washington, uh, Terry McLaurin led the way on the receiving end, 10 catches, 118 yards, solid game from him. Antonio Gibson got himself about 128 total yards and a touchdown. That's kind of what we were looking at for Antonio Gibson is, you know, 13 for 46, four for 82. It's kind of like an Alvin Kamara type game, right? And we got one of those touchdowns, but they're, they're more limited because this team's just not very good. Haskins, I guess for Haskins, that's not a terrible Haskins game, right? You know, 32, yeah. 45, 314. Yeah, he kind of yeah. did. He did all right. I mean, I, I feel like you should have been taking uh, more risk trying to get the win. Yeah, but, definitely. Uh, if yeah, you, you told me that Haskins was going to go 32 for 45, 314 yards, you know, zero TDs, zero interceptions, I'd be like, okay, he kept you in the game. He, you know, he's starting to get the feel of it. But it, it still feels like they have the training wheels on for him. And I, I just can't believe in anyone besides for those two on this team because of that. I, I give Terry McLaurin a lot of credit because he is still very relevant, even though this team does not score all that often. Antonio Gibson's a different guy because he can play mm-hmm. both sides of the ball so you get um you know rushing and receiving not defense but rushing yep. and receiving um so he's gonna get a little more opportunity to in order to kind of gain on the yardage but terry mclaurin being the guy there is still getting open and they're targeting him heavily so he's he's a he's a great one to have on a bad team yep how about panthers beat the cardinals 31 21 I mean, a solid game from Bridgewater, 276, two touchdowns. Mike Davis has been good in, you know, replace, in replacing Christian McCaffrey. 84 yards on the ground and a touchdown, caught five balls for 27 yards. Uh, Reggie Bonifant comes in and he goes 10 for 53. Robbie Anderson, eight for 99. DJ Moore, only four for 49. He's been disappointing so far. But, you know, Mike Davis has been a really good fill-in for McCaffrey. So that's – uh if you if you got Mike Davis when you had McCaffrey go down, you actually felt pretty good about things. But this was actually kind of surprising. I did not think the Panthers were going to come in and beat the Cardinals. Cardinals actually more disappointing here. So, say Cardinals side of things. Tyler Kyler Murray, so wasn't wasn't very good against Detroit last week. And then today, I mean, fantasy wise, he's going to get a good game. So I guess that's all. That's the beauty of it with a Kyler Murray type player. He has a bad game. 24 of 31 for 133 yards where he's throwing the ball down, like what a yard down the field every time. And, <laughs> but he got, he turned it into those were three touchdowns though. And then he had six for 78. 
So it's a good fantasy day. It's just, it's a good fantasy day for Kyler. He is, you know, it's disappointing. He was, Oh, and uh, Miami just beat the Lakers. So one fifteen, one Oh four. Eh, not feeling that. I'm making it good. I can't, I can't do it, man. I'm a, I'm going to be a hater. <laughs> so Kyler, I mean, the thing, if this is as bad as it gets and he's going to still have a huge fantasy day for you, about 29 points, hey, you'll take it, right? Who cares about what he did, what he actually did? I was actually, as a Kyler owner earlier, and I was happy he was down. I was waiting for some touchdowns there. Then, um, so Kenyon Drake, this is the disappointment, right? 13 carries, 35 yards. He's just not getting anything done. Um, man, I don't know. Are you going to try to trade Kenyon Drake if you can get anything for him? Because I, I just don't know what he's going to do here. This might You might see, see some more Chase Edmonds here. Yeah, and I kind of felt like they did. It was more in the yeah. passing game, yeah. to be quite honest. But they are using him now. And I don't know. I, I don't want to go <laughs> back to that place where I'm, I'm doubting Drake again. But it feels like every team he goes to, they, he is never the primary guy. Or he, he gets spelled by other players a lot more. Like he doesn't yep. get a full workload. And it feels like they're going that way again because he's just not producing. I don't know. I'm not fully ready to go that way. He might be a, a buy low option still. I, yeah. I'm going to, I think I need one more week, but that one more week could either have a blow up or, but if he has another bad week, I think I will see how they use him. If his carries don't go down, if he's going to get 13 carries per game or whatever, I think that he could be a good buy low option. Well, I'm, I can't say I'm surprised. I did put him as my unexpected bust of the year. So yeah, he was kind of worrisome. You never saw it fully in a, throughout an entire yep. year. And let's be honest, uh, it, it goes like this a lot. With a running quarterback, we've seen it with Josh mm-hmm. Allen as well so far with the Bills. But if a quarterback can run, it does feel like it does change the plan as far as rushing and passing, and it takes away from some of the running back yep. uh, situations. And then uh, DeAndre Hopkins was seven for 41. That's a, that's a rough game for him, but PPR wise, he still gets you double digits, which see, that's why PPR sucks. Yeah. <laughs> he only had 41 yards and he gets like in PPR, he has, he has what? 11 points. Come on. What is that? It's terrible, but obviously that is not his fault. When, when you only pass for 133 yards, you're yeah. not going to kill us. No, no, but all right. Oh, Vikings beat the Texans 31, 23. I mean, Bill O'Brien has to be on his way out here soon for the Texans. I mean, what an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of DeAndre Hopkins, like, I mean, God, Watson could use him. But how about the the Vikings here? Kirk Cousins, 260 and a touchdown. He's not really doing – like, he's not having big numbers this year, but you're not really looking for Cousins in fantasy, I think, at this point. But Delvin Cook is looking great. 27 carries, 130 yards, two touchdowns. Madison stole one of those touchdowns then as well. So – Ground game was good, but then Adam Thielen, eight for 114 in a touchdown, looked great. And then Justin Jefferson, there he is again. He, he, uh, two weeks in a row, he made, he, he made, he proved it's a, it's a real thing. Four for 103. Making me feel good. And yeah. he, he's looking really good doing it. It's not like just busted coverage everywhere or whatever it may be. He, he looks like the real deal. So I'm, I'm very happy with that, especially with them not throwing all that much, right? You're giving 27 carries to, you know, talented back like Delvin Cook. You don't really know what that's going to do the passing game, but yeah. uh, looking good. So him and Thielen can both be supported throughout this thing. That was really the question. Yep. All right. Let's see here. Texans. Deshaun, 300 yards through the air, two touchdowns. So it wasn't a terrible game for Deshaun Watson. It's just he's thrown the ball to Will Fuller today for 6-108 and a touchdown, but that's about it, right? I mean, Brandon Cooks, nothing, nothing. Three targets, nothing there. 
uh, Randall Cobb, two for 36. Kenny Skills, Stills, two for 39. There's just nothing going on there. It's Will Fuller. They could really use a number one receiver. It'd be really good if they had that guy. Because you know what? (laughs) I mean – David Johnson is not an upgrade from Carlos Hyde. I'm not even, I'm not even, I really don't think I'm being that, I'm not even exaggerating right there, am I? I really honestly, is David Johnson an upgrade from what Carlos Hyde gave them last year? Is he an upgrade from Lamar Miller? I mean, I hate to say this, but no, he, he looked a lot better in week one. And now he doesn't look, I won't say he looks bad, right? He's but he's not, like four but he's yards just, carried, but he's he, not special by any means. He's not a and, difference maker at all. Yeah. And I probably wouldn't give him such a hard time if they didn't have to give up Hopkins for him. Like, oh, that's such a, that's such a terrible trade. Like that's uh, such, such a bad trade. So I, I, I do wonder this too. And just to get out of the way, the only other person, I mean, Kenny Stills had a touchdown in 39 yards, but Will Fuller had a good game. Six receptions, 108 yards, for, and one touchdown. He almost had another one. He's clearly their, you know, his, the favorite target as long as he stays healthy. Yeah, if he can stay my, healthy. My question here, and I know it's difficult to move quarterbacks, but as I watched that game, all in my head was like, if I had Deshaun Watson, I would be looking to move him. Yeah, I, I would if you could do it. If you can trade a quarterback. I'm like, um, you are one injury away from not having a number one. I mean, Will mm-hmm. Fuller is a very capable wide receiver, but you're, you're one injury away, and he gets injured a lot, yep. from not having anyone to throw to. Uh, Deshaun Watson already looks like he's kind of scrambling for his life a lot of times. He doesn't really – I mean, he, he made 300 yards and two touchdowns. Like, a, a pretty good, yeah. solid game. It took everything to get there today. It did. I, I'm, I'm watching that. I'm like, dude, I can find a different quarterback. He's still a big name. He's still a good player. He, these, like, the fantasy numbers look decent still. Like, right. if I could find a guy to trade, I would definitely do it. Yep. All right. How about Rams, Giants? Rams win 17-9. Kind of an ugly game. Giants are just bad, though. They're just really bad team. So, Rams didn't have to do much to win this game. Goff, 200 yards and a touchdown. But I guess the story for me is on the ground. Okay, just when you think you know who's going to be the guy in this backfield, it's never the case. You thought after week one it was going to be Malcolm Brown, and it turned over to Daryl Henderson. All of a sudden, Daryl Henderson's had a couple big games. You're like, okay, it's Henderson's backfield now. And no, it's not. It's Malcolm Brown now, at least getting one more carry than Henderson. Okay, I mean, at least I feel like once Cam Akers comes back, he's going to get a shot too. He's going to. No one's taking over this backfield. As like as a Cam Akers owner, I was worried that okay, Henderson is just going to run away with this thing, right? And Akers is just not going to get the shot. But I mean, no one's running away with this thing. And actually, it's it's really frustrating if you're trying to play any of these guys. I would just probably say don't play any of these guys and just give up on it. Just don't don't try to guess. Don't try to guess who it's going to be because I don't think we can. So yeah, but, I don't like the situation and like to be quite honest and on the entire team, because you can't figure out what they're going to do. And that's good for them because they've, you know, they've been successful because of it three and one and, you know, you know, you're three and one, but you're barely beating the giants. I'm not sure, but (laughs) yeah. But I mean, even today, Cooper cup, he had the, you know, the long touchdown, but before that he, you know, he had five catches for 69 yards and a touchdown. One One of that one catch was a touchdown for 55 yards. So, you know, do the math on the other four catches, Robert Woods, six catches for, there wasn't a lot of offense on this game and I realized that so it's hard to take a whole lot out of it but it just shows how it's very inconsistent and they do what they have to do to win but they're not a very strong offense so I'm I'm very worried in general about this whole Mm -hmm. Rams offense to be quite honest yeah it's not a great game at all so 
Giants, I, I mean, I don't have to spend much time on this team. They're just not good. Um, Devontae Freeman, he had 68 total yards. But this is what we talked about a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the picking up Devontae Freeman and everyone was just so – it was such a sure thing, right? The guy, guy, he wasn't great last year, and he's on a bad team. He's just on a very bad team. And, you know – I just don't expect a lot from any of these players. You know, Slayton's probably going to give you a game here or there. Ingram might give you a game at some point. Freeman might even get a game. But you know what? Overall, this team's just not doing much. And I, I'd just rather stay away from this Giants, from playing Giants players. I just want to stay away. So, all right. Colts, Bears. Colts win 19 to 11. Bears, Bears, are, just, Bears are like the worst. We're the worst 3-0 team I've ever seen. They're not very good. And the switch over to Nick Foles didn't really do anything for them. Just they're not great, you know. They should be one in three right now. So let's well, say start with the Bears here. Foles two forty nine touchdown up pick. David Montgomery ten carries twenty seven yards three catches thirty yards. The David Montgomery thing is still not happening here. It's it's, no. it's I mean it's is it time to give up on that people? I mean I mean we were never on we were never really on board so we're not giving up on anything. But the thing is you can't give up on it because there's no one else to give the ball to there. You know, I would honestly, I would rather see Cordell Patterson get a shot as like actual with some actual carries. The guy's more dynamic and actually more interesting. David Montgomery's not interesting. I don't like him. I think he's boring. I don't enjoy watching him play. I don't think he's good. He's just he just has opportunity. That's it. He's I don't know. I just don't think he's that good. I was uh, Allen Robinson though is good. I like him. Seven for one on one in a touchdown. But that's about it, honestly, on this team. It's just not much there. Yeah, another one. It's kind of, uh, you know, it was a very strange week. You have a couple of games like this, which we just talked mm-hmm. about with the Rams and now, you know, Chicago. Or you have, you know, the opposite side was like Dallas, where it's just you're scoring 50 points mm-hmm. apiece. You know, very feast or famine. I thought maybe um, – I don't – I like Foles as a quarterback. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I was not overly, like, optimistic that changing over was going to help them. And it was very true. I think the only takeaway from this game is Allen Robinson might be a little bulletproof on this team. Mm -hmm. He might be the only one you can count on week in, week out. Um, And like you said, Montgomery is going to get more chances. So he's not a complete lost like case, but I'm, I'm with you uh, with, I've obviously not a, not a huge fan, (laughs) but um, anyway, on the other side of it, I was surprised that they couldn't move the ball a little bit better than they did. Um, and Jonathan Taylor, he, he looked okay. Yeah. He looked okay. fine. But it wasn't anything spectacular either. They gave him 17 carries, which is great to see. He turned that into 68 yards, which is four yards a clip. You know, that's about what you want to make sure you hit. Um, other than that, though, it was, you know, you're just making sure you win the game. There wasn't anything spectacular. Mo Ali Cox got another touchdown, but it was his only catch. So I'm not sure how much you can trust yeah. him. I mean, what, what was and- it? Do you have any other takeaways on this one? Is T.Y. Hilton done? I mean, he's been bad. Yeah, and here's another one we worried about. uh, T.Y. Hilton, so on the year, he has 13 catches now in four games. His high game for receiving yards was 53. It's I I mean, you can't play him, and he's, he's, uh, I mean, 100% droppable to me at this point, honestly. I don't don't think – I don't feel like this is going to be a dynamic offense, and Hilton's not getting it done anyway. So I'm I'm ready to just – Get rid of them. I'm okay with that. And all right, final game for us here. Bills, Raiders. Bills win 30 to 23, go to 4 and 0. 
just keep getting it done. Josh Allen, 288 yards or passing two touchdowns, uh, ran one in for a touchdown, had negative one yard, but he got a rushing touchdown. He, he just continues to get it done. And I'm sorry I doubted him. Sorry, sorry, Josh. I doubted I you too. after week one. I thought you looked bad. But no, you've been, you know, you're 4-0. So. I, I was a hater. I'll be yeah. quite honest. I, yeah. I didn't think it could continue. It is. So, you know, egg on my face. I'm, yep. I'm, I'm in the boat with you. Like, hey, yep. whatever. If you get it done, you get it done. Great for him. Yep. Devin Singletary, not a great game, but he does get a, a touchdown. They did give it to him 18 times, which is good to see, but yep. only did 55 yards from that. And Diggs um, is good. Yeah. Stefan Diggs, 115 yards. Love him. Uh, and then Cole Beasley. And Gabriel Davis had the other uh, had, had the two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you're not starting those guys, but Cole Beasley has always got a little place in my heart. <laughs> I was able to play him a little bit <laughs> last, but um, he had a great catch in the end zone today. But that is yep. far from any fantasy relevance. <laughs> yep. And then uh, for the Raiders, Carr throws for three eleven and two touchdowns. So not a bad game from Carr. Uh, Waller caught nine of those for eighty eight yards. Hunter Renfro, five for 57. Aguilar gets a touchdown. Josh Jacobs, after week one, it looked like we we're getting like a top five back for the year, right? The way he played week one and then hasn't really done it since. 15 for 48 today. Not, not a big game. I mean, he said he's been, he just gets a lot of volume. This is the least amount of volume he's got, but I'm just not. The touchdowns haven't been there since week one, which is a disappointment, but he's still, he's, he's their number one. He's going to have some, he's going to have good games. I'm, I'm not terribly worried, honestly. I'm actually shocked to say this because I, I grabbed rugs on a few of them and not because I'm, I was overly optimistic about them, but because of the speed and the fact that, you know, uh, they just need to throw to someone. But their offense looks a lot better with him on the field. It really does. Just his speed does change the way the defense mm-hmm. have to play him. And yeah. I do wonder if that is actually affecting not only their run game, but there are other, you know, there are other targets as well. When Waller is yeah. the top target, it does seem like, okay, that is the dump off. That is a safe pass to make. Um, when Ruggs was even, even in there, even uh, when he was banged up, um, you know, he, he was really forcing them to make sure he didn't take the top off that defense. And it was really loosening him up. So when he comes back, I do wonder if that will change. It could. Hopefully it does. Cause yeah, they're just not been, haven't been looking good this last couple of games. So, all right. That will do it for week four NFL. We'll talk about the Sunday night game and then the two Monday night games um, in a couple days. We'll get into those ones for you. Um, now that we got uh, Patriots, what Patriots Chiefs is a second Monday night game. So that'll be interesting. So that'll do it for today. We'll be back with Waiver Wire tomorrow. I'll talk to you guys then.